Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's take a look at the NFC West matchup we saw last night. The Rams covering all numbers, 26-17 victory over the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so before Russell Wilson got hurt, and I know Geno Smith didn't play horribly, but before Russell Wilson got hurt, what was your take on the game? My take was that both quarterbacks looked a little bit sloppy, uh, but this was was two good teams. The the Seahawks' defense, again, for the second week in a row, really kind of played above my expectation of them. Uh, And... I was starting to have a little bit of worry about the Rams' offense, but they got it moving later in the game. Uh, but overall, I thought there was some early slop from the quarterbacks. Yeah. So, what you you know, we did a pretty extensive "what if" with me driving it. What if Russell Wilson got solved to some degree last year? The second half of the season was his worst half season he had in his career. I, I think it's fair to say. Uh, how would you characterize, and obviously him, him potentially being injured, uh, we're uncertain right now, but up to that point in the entire season, how would you characterize his play? I would say it's been solid, but not quite what we expect from Russell Wilson at this, not elite. Have you thought at any point, you know, RJ might have been right about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you may have been. <laughs> I think what we're seeing is Russell Wilson really struggles when he's on script, a la, okay, you know, three-step or five-step drop, back foot, throw, and the Tom Brady, you know, excellence is not creating, uh-oh, pressure, I'm going to roll out and make an amazing, you know, drop it in the basket throw. Now, let's not diminish the amazingness of those plays Russell Wilson makes. But man, oh man, as you are moving through your 30s, you'd rather have a lot more of those kind of gimme plays. And the case could be made if you just look at the gimme plays, which would be no pressure uh, type plays. He is a slightly below average quarterback. Russell Wilson is below average being on script. He is one of the best deep ball throwers, if not best, in the NFL. He's one of the best uh, scrambler. Oh, I don't know, scrambler. With the pressure on, making a play, making a spectacular play, one of the best. You add it all up, historically, especially, you know, last couple years, except for the last half of last year, he's emerged as one of the top quarterbacks. And I've, I've heard at different points some smart people say maybe he's the best quarterback. Now, I'm not talking maybe two years ago you heard some of that. And obviously all of the Russell Wilson's never gotten an MVP vote. He's been kind of saying how amazing is that, that, that maybe the best quarterback. I don't know. I think that when he was at his physical peak still, and I think at his age you probably are seeing him – you know, cresting and moving down a little bit, just a smidge. And he had the most experience, right? So that's the beauty of late 20s, early 30s for a quarterback. But most quarter, because you got both the experience and still the physical skills. But it feels like as he's started to drop off a little bit physically. Now, is that too early for it to happen? No, because... He's like barely six foot if he's six foot. So his fit, you know, he was drafted in the third round for a reason, 
right? Was it third or second round for him? Third round. Yeah. Third round for a reason. And it was a real surprise he's been able to do what he's done. So, you know, kudos. But when you use your speed that much, you know, how many quarterbacks in their mid-30s in the history of the NFL were, were speed demons and, and, and winning with their speed, foot speed? Not many. Any? I, none, that, none that jumped to mind, certainly. I mean, I guess Michael Vick at different points was still playing well. But, yeah, I but mean, never at the level that he did when he was young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Brady, and you could make the case he's, what, within 5% of his, the best he's ever been? Yeah. Right? So, and Russell Wilson's over 10 years younger? And now maybe yeah, Russell Wilson's 32. Yeah, maybe it's not age. We'll see. But man, it does feel like the plays that he used to make, he might be, you know, a third of a step slow on maybe some of them now. Does the eye test kind of point to that to you? Uh, somewhat. Uh, I, I, I'm not ready to write off Russell Wilson yet because I was well, yeah, one of the no, people. I agree with that for sure. I, I was one of the people who didn't believe Russell Wilson was going to be as good as he has been. So this is a guy who keeps proving people wrong. Not unlike Tom Brady, who I, even going back to seven, eight years ago, people were saying, well, eventually Brady's going to fall off and he just doesn't. So I, I'm not I'm not going to get in the business of betting against Russell Wilson to figure this out. But obviously now this maybe missing a start for the first time in his career, which with a guy his size, you wouldn't expect him to be as durable as he has been, but he has. So it's easy to say, well, yeah, he's a small guy. Of course, he's getting injured, but this is the, this is the first time in his career he may miss a game, which is pretty wild to think about. Yeah, and it's a, in theory, his hand doesn't have anything to do with his size, right? Right. So uh, to me, and I, I know you weren't thinking otherwise, but just to be clear, I think his diminutive size, as they would say, um, affects his ability to see over the line. It affects his ability, and we haven't really stated this, but it probably deserves it, to throw over the middle. It's just what you notice is shorter quarterbacks tend to throw to the outside. And you've got to be able to throw to the outside to be a good quarterback. But, man, there's a lot of hay to make in the middle of the field. McKenzie with some good numbers. You were talking about Seattle when they're on script. Uh, one of the best teams, Seattle, historically, once the script is done in the second half. 15 points per second half last season, which was second in the NFL. They've been top 10 in that the last four years, top five in three of those. So you're right. Russell Wilson not as good on script as he is later on in the game. And when I was talking about on script specifically, I was talking about within the play. So oh, okay. when there's the snap and the five-step drop and the throw, that's exactly how it's supposed to, the rhythm of a bat, bat, bat. But when, when that isn't there and he looks for the second read, third read, now it's like, okay, now you've got to get rid of the ball. He's like, like um, Aaron Rodgers has, is able to do this too, which, again, Aaron Rodgers' mobility isn't so much him running the ball. It's his ability to – go past that third read and start to, you know, scramble a little bit. Obviously, Russell Wilson has that in spades. And to me, that's where I think he's excellent when he's off script. But on script, where you're, it's supposed to be easier. Where it, See, the problem, as you know, AJ, with a Teddy Bridgewater, the problem with a Sam Darnold, even when he's playing well, is typically these guys, if they're on the difference between the great quarterback – now, listen – Brady and Breeze were so, and, and you could say Peyton Manning, were so good on script 
they differentiated themselves there. None of those guys at all, those big three, and you could say the best three quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers of the last 20 years, right? Breeze and Brady and Peyton Manning. Would you agree with that's that? Pro- that's probably the... Yeah, it's probably them. Yeah, I mean, you can put Aaron Rodgers either fourth or third. Yeah, I think Breeze is over him, but okay, it's a debate. Is they were the th- only three quarterbacks in my mind of the last twenty years that were so good on script, you know, back five steps or whatever it is in a given play, get the ball out, that they became a Hall of Famers from just that. The typical Hall of Famer, Big Ben. Aaron Rodgers and many others uh, made it or w- will make it because of what they do off script, what they do, make, you know, making the play to Santonio Holmes, for example, in the Super Bowl. That was not on script. Brady, Manning, Breeze, not many of those. The irony is Russell Wilson's on his way to the Super or the uh, Hall of Fame. I don't know about the Super Bowl. He's been there twice, but he is not even good on script. He's making where you know Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers were good there and good off script. With Russell Wilson, it was like it's seemingly all differentiation of him from an average quarterback is off script, and he's so good at it that he's one of the top five quarterbacks. Any thoughts on Wilson's play specifically? No, I, I think you're right. What you were saying about being off script, like when things start to get ugly, Russell Wilson magically finds a way to make something, make chicken salad out of chicken bleep, uh, which is something that I think is a it's a rare trait, but it's something that he does excel at. And you're right, when things are are nice and clean for him, it, he can't do all the things that the Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's can do. So he's and but th- just on the other side of that coin, those guys can't do the things that he does. Yeah, but when you when it's all said and done. It, I mean, let's not lose sight of something on Russell Wilson is he was not a top five quarterback his first three or f- f- so years. Let's say three that, that he he was a game man, a very good game manager in those Super Bowl years. And and maybe game manager is not the right word because he still was, you know, not well good on script and, and, and better off script. But he wasn't as good as he, he was in his middle years. You agree with that, right? To an extent, he did. I mean, his numbers is for his like his second and third year really like it took a massive jump from year one. His his third year was his best QBR year of his career, uh, and year year two or wasn't far behind it. Year two was that or year three was the year that he had like thirty to five interception ratio. I can right, pull so it maybe, up. But. Maybe the third year. Now was the uh, you know we can dig into that. I think it's fair to say early in his career. He, it wasn't clear he was going to be a top five quarterback. Year three, it sounds like, um, and I'll defer to you on that one. He made the turn. It's like, oh, look at this guy. He could be that good. You know, whereas a lot of the, I'm just not sure. I mean, this is always the question. Is, is a guy, the be, how many years is he the best quarterback in the league? And I would make the case that Russell Wilson hasn't been any years. And, and I mean, I guess you could debate one or two, but he's a Hall of Famer, I think, almost for sure. Uh, I, I don't know if he retired today, but, I mean, odds are he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I just – it just seems to me he's never – since they paid him, what's been – have they even made a championship game? 
They have not, and things things started to get a lot more difficult to keep a team around him once they paid him, and that's forced him to do more off script because he doesn't have the talent, but also the defense just isn't what it was early in his career. Because what, the defense was uh, the best defense, one of the top two or three defenses in the last 20 years during those Super Bowl years. Exactly. So Russell Wilson did not carry those teams to the Super Bowl win and the Super Bowl loss. He was a fine quarterback, but since that he got paid, they haven't done anything really, or they haven't done anything, even made the Final Four. So is that Pete Carroll became stupid all of a sudden? I don't know. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The New Orleans Saints, two and a half point favorites on the road at the Washington football team. Okay. I would say the Saints are the most confusing team in the NFL to me. Sometimes they look like they're as good as they were last year, and sometimes they look horrible. I mean, think about it. A team that dominated, or at least beat handedly, New England, and then the next week Tampa comes in and it's two feet on a field goal. And I know it's just one game, but then Carolina kills them, kills them, and then, you know, this is the same team that, that dominated Green Bay. It's almost hard to comprehend the Jekyll and Hyde element of the Saints. I don't have any real feel of what's causing it. I hope when I do, I'll let you know. On the Washington side, I, I think it's pretty important to realize that this team could really, I mean, there's two games at minimum they could have lost easily additionally. So do the math. This is a team that's very lucky, Washington, to have the record they do. I think the Vikings are the only team I'd put in that conversation with New Orleans about most confusing teams. Uh, let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Four and a half point road or favorites on the road at Jacksonville. All right. Well, obviously the question is, what is the Urban Meyer effect in this game? And personally, I don't think it will be as big as people think. And I think in general, when something's obviously a distraction, it almost becomes not a distraction because everyone knows, hey, it's almost like if you got to get up at five in the morning for a plane, you know that there's an extreme case of something that could cause you to be tired. What do people do? Usually they go to sleep at seven at night or they try to, you know, stay up the night before all but three or four hours and they can sleep. When you know there's a big extreme thing coming up, oftentimes you can adjust for it. I think the times that distractions happen, it's they sneak up on you. They they, they distract you without you knowing it. In a way, if you're if you know a distraction is coming, how does how do you get distra- how do you get distracted by it? And I really think that whenever the public starts to adjust lines because of something like. This, I think they usually overreact to it. So I would actually lean Jacksonville here. The Green Bay Packers minus three at the Cincinnati Bengals. The thing about Cincinnati is they have been throwing the ball not near as much as you would think. Last year, Joe Burrow was throwing, you know, 30 times some games, 40 times. And it was like, obviously, he eventually got hurt. Now... What's the quickest way for Zach Taylor to lose his job is if Bridgewater gets hurt in a serious way again. And they are not 
throwing the ball near as much. And listen, they're three and one. They've had the lead, you know, in some of these games. So obviously, not throwing the ball makes sense in certain spots. But and it kind of makes it interesting, huh? It's just fascinating to think about Cincinnati beating Minnesota, and and then they lost to Chicago, right? Wow. Wow, that's almost hard to believe if you think about it. I mean, with Minnesota being so much better. But this has been hard to figure, this Bengals team. But what I know is no one expected them to run as much as they've been. But now the teams have seen it. So I think if Burrow doesn't throw as much as is optimal, it's going to start becoming a big disadvantage. I actually like Green Bay a good bit in this game. All right, next up, New England on the road. One and three, favored by nine points at Houston. AJ. I like the Patriots here to, to run away from this Texans team. I, I think the market hasn't fully accounted for how bad the Texans are without Tyrod Taylor. Point differential with him, plus 16 since the injury. They're minus 65. They scored 51 points in six quarters with him and 16 in 10 quarters since he's gone. Bill Belichick went to the Jets against a rookie quarterback in week two, made him look terrible, throwing four interceptions. Davis Mills, way worse than Zach Wilson, but that trend continues with Bill Belichick against first and second year quarterbacks 66 35 and two against the spread 65 percent I like the Patriots minus nine against the the Texans so the theory on that is because Belichick is so complex that that complexity allows him to fool those second year or or younger inexperienced quarterbacks And, and again I think you're right about the most inexperienced and problematic of them all be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 45 seconds. Best bet, buddy. I'm going to go with Oregon State this weekend. Minus three and a half against Washington State. The Beavers playing at a surprising level. They're, they're on their way to winning four straight for the first time since 2013. The key to this is going to be the running game. B.J. Baylor averaged 6.6 yards per carry so far this season with nine touchdowns. And the Wazoo defense has been awful against teams that commit to the run. Utah, Utah State both averaged 220 plus yards on the ground against this defense. And that's opened things up for quarterback Chance Nolan, who's hit 68% of his passes, has a 9-3 to touchdown to interception rate so far. Oregon State playing really great ball. Washington State playing really poorly right now. So you, you get a little bit of a short line based on preseason expectations, but the Beavers minus 3.5 certainly the side here for me. My best bet. Okay, my best bet. It's a simple handicap. The San Francisco 49ers. You can get a plus 5 out there. Here's why. I'm down on Trey Lance in general, but if there's one time that Trey Lance is going to look good early in his career, it will be this first game when Shanahan has the entire week to try to come up with some trick plays. Arizona is high, high, high right now. San Francisco plus five. We're going against them at a height, the Arizona, and we get the advantage of Shanahan and the trick plays. San Francisco plus five, my best bet.